Welcome to the Six Minute States on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Chloe Pressland. And we've been uh, listening in on day one of this special government work plan meeting, which was uh, delayed by a couple of weeks due to the late publication of the government work plan report and uh, monitoring report. Uh, but uh, it's been a day full of housing, really, Chloe. And uh, you were listening in to uh, Deputy Soulsby, Heidi Soulsby, the Vice President of PNR, as she uh, introduced the overall government work plan. Yeah, so she opened the, up the debate today and like Simon said, there was a lot about housing in there, but she started off with just outlining the main points of progress during the past year. So she mentioned the booster programme, um, Guernsey's participation in the UK trade agreements, uh, policy letters that are underway at the moment for the tax review and population and immigration. Um, she said that they're they're moving along very well and that we've made a lot of progress this year with those things. So, uh, But yeah, housing did take precedent for I think all of today, actually, in the end. Um, in her opening speech, she pointed out that Guernsey isn't alone in our issue and that Jersey's average house price for a three-bedroom house is 900k at the moment. So not that that'll probably make you feel any better, but... Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty frightening sum, isn't it? Um, and then we, we got on to um, the first of 11 amendments. There were officially 12, but one was just a replacement for another. And the first of those was placed by Deputy David Delisle, seconded by Deputy John Gollop. And this was an attempt to ensure that the states would prioritise, or in fact strictly was the word, um, sort of effectively police the uh, building of new developments on brownfield sites instead of on agricultural green fields. That was the phrase, agricultural green fields. Um, so some uh, debate focused around um, what exactly constituted agricultural land. Um, agricultural land outside of the agricultural priority areas had been uh, disappearing at a fast rate, Deputy Delisle said, and uh, he wanted to uh, make absolutely sure that this process uh, was brought to a halt. Um, now, he was reassured by um, some members of the uh, Development and Planning Authority that uh, actually um, there is already in train a review of the Island Development Plan which is going to uh, prevent this from, or it's going to slow this process down at least. Um, but uh, um, Deputy John Dyke was uh, mentioning this and saying that that would come through in a couple of years' time. And I can imagine that Deputy Delar wasn't uh, uh, convinced that that was going to be sufficient to uh, stop what he was concerned about. Um, there, were, um, there was a general feeling in the Assembly that actually... Um, everyone sort of agreed with the sentiment, but bringing a restrictive and prescriptive uh, measure like that to the Assembly as an amendment to the government work plan, which is really supposed to be about prioritising resources, was just not the way to go. And actually, that kind of thing has to be carried off the back of a policy letter. So for procedural reasons, really, almost everybody voted against. In fact, it only attracted four votes and uh, there were 32 against. So that, that amendment fell and we moved on to the next one. Yeah, so the next one was put forward by uh, DPA President Victoria Oliver and it was seconded by Deputy Mark Hellier. And that was, it was GP11 again. I, I mean, there, there was a bit of, there was a fair bit of that going on today, but it basically a proposition that developers could pay a tariff instead of having to go down that affordable housing route because, I mean, Victoria Oliver has pointed out several times in the past that GP11 just doesn't work um, i mean she she said quite a lot that it's it's never been used since 2016 since it since it was introduced so i mean how long are we really going to wait before we actually have some action on that but um so that was carried by states members with 32 deputies voting for it and three abstaining interestingly one of them was uh, deputy andy taylor who's the vice president of the dpa 
he said that essentially there's no point in, in putting this forward at the moment because we need to get the IDP sorted first. That needs to go under review before we do anything more. Uh, Yvonne Burford and Alex Snowden also abstained from that vote. From that vote. But um, yeah, and Deputy Mokes took it a, a step further and said that the policy is actually contributing to our housing shortage. So we'll see what, where that goes later in the year, I think. Yes, and Deputy Mokes today uh, was quoted by a few other members because he had, I think, was the first one of many today to say that we were not so much in an emerg- in a uh, housing crisis as a housing emergency. Um, something that's picked up by Deputy uh, Aidan Matthews uh, during the next debate on the, an amendment from Deputy Neil Inder, the Economic Development Minister. Um, he was wanting to ensure that a housing action plan be drawn up so that uh, existing statistics be drawn from various uh, quarters to um, get a comprehensive overview of the land um, of the states that's suitable for housing development and any other land that's been scoped out by the housing action group previously and uh, Deputy Matthews was saying well okay this this is good I'm going to support it but um, this is so urgent that we actually need um, emergency measures in place now rather than just a plan an actual action such as temporary accommodation uh, modular units to be put up um, to to accommodate those who are um, desperate for housing at the moment. Deputy Indra himself was uh, relaying um, stories of people, you know, sorting out where they're going to, which sofas they're going to sleep on this uh, this summer, whereas, you know, some of us might be thinking about what holidays we're going on. And uh, Deputy Carl Meerveld um, spoke of a a friend of his who um, was waiting for a house to be finished. He's, he's, you know, he's got a a reasonable amount of money, he said, but he just cannot find any temporary accommodation. He's currently, therefore, uh, staying with his uh, spouse and children at a campsite because uh, they have nowhere else to live. So um, lots of depictions of the urgency of the situation. Um, I think a lot of time was spent in debate today of uh, deputies uh, just really... Um, bringing home how desperate the situation is. There can't be any doubt that they all understand how desperate the housing situation is in Guernsey. Uh, tomorrow they will continue to talk about uh, what sort of solutions they're going to find for that. Um, just a quick word about where they left off at the end of the day, Chloe, because they were halfway through something, weren't they? Yes, so they got started on Peter Furbrush's amendment, which is again about GP11, uh, which about making it a bit more flexible. Um, so there was three parts of that. So pe- developers could have the option to um, have 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 development uh, sorry have houses off site and and there was a couple of other pieces uh, on that that would that would that would mean that developers don't have to have that you know more than 20 homes you have to have this set amount of houses on that site and um, but that that was left uh, left hanging at the end of today i think they'll they'll delve into that a bit more tomorrow because we only had i think half an hour of the day allocated to that at the end so sure okay so we'll return that tomorrow i should uh, point out that that um, amendment from uh, deputy uh, inda which was seconded by deputy peter fairbrush was carried by 34 votes to nil so uh, that went through resoundingly uh, and that's all from us uh, for now. Uh, we'll be back on this feed with a roundup of uh, tomorrow's proceedings, so uh, stay here for that.